Valeria has this idea about sheep, like buying sheep. I don't, shaving sheep, I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're reviewing Ride, season one, episode two, Rodeo and Juliet, which originally aired on (laughs) Sunday, April 2nd on the Hallmark Channel. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to have you join us on Instagram. You can find us both at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. Always jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. I will say Ride has been a little bit slow on the uptick talking over there. Mm-hmm. But so was The Way Home. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean people aren't watching it. Well, its premiere did very well with 1.3 million on mm-hmm. premiere date. So I'm curious to see the numbers are not out as of the recording of this episode for episode two. Can I give you a little bit of criticism about this show up top? Oh, I thought you were going to say about me. Go ahead. <laughs> Why would I say about you? <laughs> My gosh. Okay. I am accustomed to watching shows that are written to be binge watched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with huge cliffhangers at the end. So then you want to watch the next one. I don't feel that this show is written like that. I would agree with that. That's all. And maybe I'm just programmed now to like want to consume one after another after another. I have been watching a lot of, I would say, episodic television, television that's not dropping all at once. And some of it is streaming, but I kind of like that it, A, doesn't dump me with 10 hours of viewing that feels overwhelming Mm -hmm. and leaves me wanting more. But I would agree. I think shows that are written for binge watching are written differently. Well, I think that The Way Home was written. To be binge watched? It always left with a huge... Was supposed to be a Netflix series? No, I didn't know that. Yes. It would have done very well on Netflix, I think. The EVP of programming at Crown Media, her name is Lisa Hamilton Daly, brought it over with her. She was a former Netflix executive. That's really interesting. So I think that speaks perfectly to your point that it was originally written to be a Netflix show and therefore bingeable. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for a synopsis for Rodeo and Juliet? I am. After Cash's ride, the McMurrays are back in business. Tuff and Valeria are forced to work on their friendship as they work to save the ranch. Okay. We open with more sweeping ranch scenes, and we see Cash fake interviewing Missy about the rodeo. They're joking around, and he asks her, where do you see yourself in five years? And she jokes that she sees herself running for office, and I feel like this is like a a rodeo queen pageant type interview. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's a Valeria answer. And she says her real answer is, I see myself right here. And he asks her about Andalusians, which are like dancing horses. And he says, isn't that part of your dream? And she's surprised that he knows that. And they're talking, saying the past few months haven't been easy, but they haven't been terrible. And then in the distance, we hear Isabel call out Austin's back. And that's the moment we realize that this is a flashback. Austin (laughs) exits his truck, waving around his trophy, hugs his mom, and the spell between Missy and Cash is broken. He closes their conversation with, you're going to be the best Miss Rodeo Rocky Mountain there's ever been. And Missy runs off to Austin. The next scene, we are back in present day and Isabel and Cash are in the kitchen. Isabel 
is telling Cash that Missy's going to be a great coach, and he says he needs a new bull, not a new coach. Side note, I felt this was a conversation that you've had with your own son, Megan. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I need a new bowling ball. Yes. That's going to be the thing that makes me great. Oh, yeah. Isabel says that they can't afford a new bull, and Missy walks in as Isabel is lecturing Cash that Missy was the only one to get his head right before the last ride. And Cash then asks Missy about, well, what about your brand ambassadorship with Frontier? And she says she's just going to let him know that it needs to be done from McMurray Ranch, at least until Cash gets his sponsorship. Side note here, I think it's kind of weird that it's the same man who is in control of the brand ambassadorship who is also in control of Cash's sponsorship. Well, he was Austin's sponsor as well. Yeah, I know. But I just think it's weird. Yeah, like, I think they just got to keep him in the mix somehow because clearly Isabel has issues with JB. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the only way it works to have like Austin be the face of these ad campaigns and yeah. Missy's like this tiny little footnote. Mm-hmm. It's just the money man. He's the money man. Yeah. So Tuff walks in and he's annoyed at the number of texts that Valeria has already sent him that morning about her ideas to shake up the ranch. And Valeria has this idea about sheep, like buying sheep. I don't, shaving sheep. I don't know. And Tuff does not like it. And Isabel's like, look, we are super in debt. So any, you know, any way to get this family, like to save the ranch, like let's, let's hear your ideas. And next we have Cash. He offers up to ride in local competitions, you know, to make a little money. But Missy tells him, nope, you're going to get hurt before Cheyenne. That's right. We cut to Isabel walking around her office. She's thinking about something and she makes a phone call and whoever she's speaking to, I think it's Hank, but she says she's not ready to sell the ranch and she needs a plan B and we get an opening title. And I feel like we kind of had this information already. Yeah. Like, didn't they talk about that in the pilot at the end? Yes. Yeah, I thought so too. We see Missy walking on the ranch and she runs into cash, mending a fence, and she (laughs) wants to talk to him about coaching. And Missy says, it's not about you not being good, but you could be a star with me. And Cash says, Austin didn't have a coach. And this just launches a theme of this episode. And Missy says, I was Austin's uncredited coach. And she talks again about talking to Frontier, about being a remote influencer. And I just wonder, is there anybody under the age of 25 on this staff who's shouting, that's not how any of this works. Like You can be an influencer and have another job and in fact your other job makes you a better influencer in this case yeah i feel like i'm super critical of that particular storyline as well there's so much wrong with it the hallmark ranch audience doesn't care about that part of it i know i know i do me too Val and Tuff are in the stables and she apologized for stepping on his toes, but she's just trying to be creative. And he throws some shade at her and asks if she's going to be around to execute her creativity. Isabel and Hank are in the kitchen and she appears to be pitching him to talk to an investor. We don't know who the investor is yet. He says, you deserve to retire with a healthy nest egg. And she takes issue with this, either because she's not ready to retire or she doesn't think she's quite old enough to be thinking about retirement. He just wants what's best for Canyon, she thinks, and she wants what's best for the ranch. 
She says, I just need you to be on my side. And he says, I've been on your side since grade school. In fact, I might be too loyal. You know, he says in this uh, scene here, he goes, Canyon could be the next Bozeman. And I had to laugh out loud because we know a couple people who live in Bozeman. We do. Yeah. I was like, oh, was that like a hot draw? Like, is that the Franklin, Tennessee, you know? (laughs) Of Montana? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know it is very expensive to live in Bozeman? I didn't. No. The housing is bonkers. Oh, well. So is Franklin. Indeed. (laughs) Missy is now at Frontier Jeans. Now, I'm wondering, is she in Houston? I kind of think so. Okay, but... Because they don't have offices in Colorado. It's not that far of a flight. But are you to tell me that Missy flew to Houston that day? Or did she drive? Like, what's happening here? Like, it's very... This, this, like, timeline is very confusing to me. Uh Uh-huh. Agree. And I just finished a series about time travel, which I felt like I got <laughs> this timeline. I'm like, Houston, like, let's make it at least Denver. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, Missy's at Frontier Jeans and she's talking to JB and she tells him she needs to be at the ranch and hopes that they'll move their deal to Canyon. And she pitches him a different campaign with the focus on the McMurray Ranch. And JB likes this idea. And here she promises to double their click-throughs in one week and he really likes that idea now i feel like you mentioned earlier the audience here are they gonna understand what the click-throughs is and all that jargon well that's a good question can i poke some holes in the rest of their marketing plan yes ma'am one jb is resistant because he says there aren't any frontier stores there in canyon jb she is an internet influencer. The people don't have to live where she lives to look at her photos. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Also, she says, I'm going to double your click-through rates in a week. And I, this is also not how influencer marketing works because it is about building brand loyalty. So while someone might not immediately purchase the jeans you wear, over time, they're going to be like, that's what Missy McMurray wears. The next time I go buy jeans, I'm going to look at Frontier Jeans because this super cute girl who's a rodeo queen wears them. Like, it's not an instant transaction. Right. And even if they don't have Frontier stores, like, they're going to be shopping online. Yes, it's the internet. I know. I know. I know. It drives me nuts. Missy's in this next scene driving home from who knows where, the airport. Texas. Texas. I don't know. But she is listening to a talk show hosted by Desiree something or other. And uh, it's about rodeo stuff. And she's annoyed. I'm not being disrespectful. Uh, She's annoyed at the host for blaming a female Bronco rider. The whole sentiment of this like talk show is that she the the woman who died was great at her sport, but also the talk show host kind of minimizes her as a as an athlete, right? Yeah. The theme of this episode is misogyny. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That's great. Little ladies is what they could have titled this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the host says something about having a book signing in Canyon, and Missy looks interested. Back at the ranch, Valeria greets Missy, and things are still awkward between these two former best friends. And... Missy's talking about how she's trying her best to make this brand ambassadorship work, uh, but she doesn't know how she's actually going to do what she promised JB she was capable of doing. And Valeria says, well, she looks and she's like, wow, they've got a ton of followers. She says, you should post from Austin socials because he's got a ton of followers too. And 
Missy thinks that would be too easy. Don't ride on the coattails of your man. Mm-hmm. In comes Hank and Hawkeye Gus, and Missy thinks Gus is there to see her, and it's kind of a little bit embarrassing when he's like, actually, turns out Gus is from an oil family. Valeria and Cash are pissed. They joke, <laughs> how many wells do you think he's going to dig? And they're not happy to see him on their ranch, and we cut to commercial. So this is the plan B, the investor. Mm-hmm. We come back from commercial and Gus is looking at the ranch and he thinks it's beautiful. And he tells Isabel, you know, he's looking to get out of the oil business and into ranching. And in the kitchen, they're all asking questions about what it means to have Gus as an investor. And Isabel tries to tell them nothing's going to change. He's just going to be the money guy. I just just give it a shot. And everyone is so contrary in this episode. I just Mm want to be like, shut up. They're worried he'll overstep. Valeria... There's no love lost. She says, all rich people are the same. They think everything is for sale. But Isabel says, we need a bigger plan than sheep. And in this scene, there's lots of crossed arms and sourpuss looking faces. But Isabel says, he's coming to dinner. So be on your best behavior tomorrow night. And first of all, Valeria, stand down, girl. You are not family, right? You're a ranch hand. (laughs) Promoted in this episode. But at this point. Yeah. I'm like, it is not your decision. Nope. It is Isabel's decision, quite frankly. Yes. So I, I'm super annoyed with And I'm just calling her our gal Val from here on because <laughs> every time I see Valeria, I want to say Valeria. And so, yeah, she's just Val to me now. In our next scene, Cash and Missy are out on the ranch. They're in like a, what is that called? A ring? Mm-hmm. And she's coaching him now on, like, exercise and getting ready for competition. And he's super reluctant, but he starts to do what what she says. Yeah, I have cash kettlebells. We cut to Tuff and Valeria getting out of a truck. And Valeria is asking about Tuff's love life. And he says he's not dating, but he has a date. And they're there to check out the sheep. And he says, how did you know these sheep were for sale? And she says, I still got some friends around here. And then Tuck mentions the sleazy guy we saw a couple times in episode one who we learned his name tucker clark he apparently works at the pawn shop and he's got a neck tattoo and valeria says i've I've heard of him but i've never met him and tuff does not believe this valeria finds mr brigsby and she asks him about the sheep and he's angry at her and tells her to get off my land and i'm not gonna be selling you anything and she says oh i guess he still remembers Apparently, she used to beat his daughter in barrel racing, and so much for the sheep. But Tuff is thrilled by this news. That is not a good enough excuse. I was hoping for something more here. Right? We were going to get some of the dirt that we've been dancing around. I was like, it's just because... She was a better writer than your daughter. Like, Mm -hmm. that's like, I was like, is she lying here? Mm -hmm. We're back to Cash and Missy working out, and Cash is already annoyed, and he storms off. That's all I have here. Like, I guess he wasn't liking her coaching at this moment. I don't know. Well, we, I, I have. Oh, we're back to Cash planking, which I think is so oh, yeah. funny that she's got him kettlebelling in one scene and planking in the next. Like, this rodeo dude is like, get the hell out of here. In but his cowboy boots, no less. <laughs> totally. He's mad that she's dropped her ambassadorship. He's mad that she's coaching him. Mad that he's not as good as Austin. Although part of this is unspoken. But yes. He bailed. Oh, that's, and you got all that from a 20-second scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we head to a commercial. We see shots of the downtown canyon area outside of Desiree Lockhart's book signing. And inside, Janine Janine's and asks if 
Missy's going to sell Desiree jeans. Missy says, no, I'm just going to give them to her. But Janine, I I hope they give her a bigger arc than this. You know, she says, oh, apparently death sells. But Missy isn't going to go that route. Uh, Missy approaches Desiree, gives her the jeans, and Desiree says, you want a selfie? But Missy wants more than that. She wants to be on her show. And Desiree's like, I don't know about having a rodeo queen on my show. She says, if Frontier wants to pay for ad space, they're welcome to pony up the money. And then Missy says, by the way, I'm the widow of Austin McMurray. And Desiree goes, oh, well, in that case, I really wanted to have Austin on the show. So you should stick around and we'll talk. Yeah, she totally pulls the widow card and you see Missy like, or not Missy, you see Janine like smirking. (laughs) Yeah. Next scene, Missy's back at home and Val walks in and says, it looks like Austin McMurray's widow booked a show. Missy's a little bit disappointed because it has nothing to do with her, but instead, you know, being Austin's widow. And she comes across this ring box that Austin proposed with. And she's like setting out trinkets. I don't know. And Val encourages Missy, like, you need to make room for your own achievements here. Like, Mm -hmm. stop kind of, like, living because of Austin's achievements. Yeah, I blew past a detail in this scene until the very end of the episode because when she pulls out that wooden ring box, she says, oh, he knew me so well. Mm -hmm. And then we come back to this later in the episode. That's right. We cut to the boys helping Isabel unload groceries and in comes Gus. And as annoyed as I am with Cash and Tuff and their attitude about this investor, it is kind of funny when (laughs) Cash sees Gus get out of the truck and goes, oh, you think you bought those boots on his way here? Gus is very polite. He's brought a pie and two bottles of wine and Tough and Cash are real dicks about the whole thing and joke (laughs) about the wine being from a great year and he's just being polite. Dude can't win. No, not at all. Isabel explains here to Gus that they're going to do evening rounds to show him what that ranch life is really like. And they headed to the stables. And this is where we see like Missy and Val. They're like preparing milk for the calves. And Isabel dismisses Val. Val does not seem to like that so much. But she keeps Missy around and is like using Missy to help Gus like feed the orphan calves and... He says what they have there is special and he wants to be a part of it. And Isabel leaves the two of them. Missy and Gus are chatting and he confesses he knew that she would be at the McMurray Ranch. And just as this conversation is happening, Cash walks up and he wants to know what's up. And he is annoyed that Gus is wooing the town's widow. He got a little, it's here because I'm like, is he jealous or is he being protective or both? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Um, it's time for dessert. And by the way, they're eating lemon meringue pie, which is my favorite pie ever. <laughs> Just a side note. Uh, Gus asked Missy about being on Desiree's show. And Isabel says, be careful because Desiree can get people to reveal secrets. And Gus says, talk about your trick writing. And he tells the table that he and his niece are fans of her trick writing. And Cash is being an ass saying, oh, that's convenient that you're a fan. And also you want to invest in this ranch. Missy butts in and says, like, maybe I'll talk about being a rodeo coach. And Cash asks, know anything about bull riding, Gus? And Gus makes the mistake of saying he's been to the running of the bulls and tough scoffs because that's the same. And honestly, Gus holds his own in this whole scene. He says, I know it's not, but I can appreciate their strength and their speed. Valeria quizzes him on how many bulls you need to breed 100 cows. And Gus jokes about the lucky bull in that situation, which is kind of an unfortunate joke. But no one is softening towards Gus in this moment. Missy tries to explain how special the ranch is to them and why they're so defensive. But 
Valeria can't let it go. She's asking him about your family legacy. And he says, I know my family has a bad reputation, but that's why I want to do this. Cash says he's proven something to his daddy. But Gus holds his own with this jolly bunch of assholes. And he says, all I have is my word, but I won't stay where I'm not welcome. And he leaves. And Isabel is pissed Mm -hmm. at tough Cash and Valeria and says, you could have just lost us the ranch. Yeah, your sheep ain't saving the ranch, Valeria. Uh-uh. <laughs> we come back from commercial and Missy and Isabel are cleaning the stables and Missy asks Isabel about the radio interview, wants to know her opinion on it. Missy tells her that, you know, she has some hesitation about talking about Austin and exploiting him to sell jeans. But Isabel is supportive to Missy and encourages her to tell her own story. And we see Valeria loading her horse up. Tough thinks she's leaving. She's leaving again. But she says, no, I'm going to sell my horse to Brigsby because the reason I was beating his daughter is because my horse is better. She wants to get him to sell him the sheep this way. But Tough doesn't want her to do that. Apparently he has another idea. Next scene, Missy is on the phone with JB from Frontier. And he's heard about the potential radio interview she's going to do with Desiree Lockhart. And he's not happy about it. He tells her that she needs to cancel and then hangs up on her. And she's confused at his demands. Just then she reposts a photo of her and Desiree from Austin's what appears to be Instagram, but it's not Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next scene right after we have Missy is at the radio interview. She's completely defied JB's demands of her canceling it. And Desiree is asking a ton of questions about Austin. And here we have, like, we see Missy try to, like, chime in about, you know, being a brand ambassador for Frontier. And Desiree's not having any talk other than Austin. Mm-hmm. And then they take some phone calls and caller Chad from Canyon calls in. It's Cash. And he asks Missy the same question we see asked in the, like, very first scene. How does she see herself in five years? And then she goes on to, like, promote her jeans again, I guess. I mean, she she has some nice self-reflection here. Yeah, she has her own story to tell. Right. But in the end, she gets her, like, jeans mentioned, which was the goal, was it mm-hmm. not? Okay. Mm-hmm. In her truck, she gets a call from JB, who's scolding her for being unprofessional, but... Through the magic of this fake internet that they live in, traffic to the website spiked during her interview. He says he still has something to prove, but he softened a little bit. And let me tell you, this CEO is entirely too involved in influencer relations for this giant company. (laughs) Tough. Okay, this is, this is, I have one sentence for the next scene. Tough and Val go back out to the sheep farmer with an offer and he accepts. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) multiple income streams for the McMurrays. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Missy meets Isabel outside of the ranch, and Isabel tells her that she's proud of Missy's interview and pokes fun about Cash calling in. Here, Missy promises Cash will land the sponsorship and they will save the ranch. And she also promises to keep Cash alive. Yeah, I'll do everything I can to make sure he stays safe. I mean, I don't blame Isabel. I would not want my son if my husband and other son had also died doing the same Yeah, activity. I understand her reservations. Yes. But also in the same breath, she's telling Missy, like, you are going to be an excellent coach. So, yeah. yeah, if I can't stop the train, at least I can guide the direction it's going. Yeah, okay, that's fair. We see Isabel in her office and Tough and Val join her and Isabel announces she's making them co-foreman and naturally Tough is not thrilled by this idea. But she says, it'll free you up a little bit because I need you to step in as Cash's bullfighter. So again, I don't like it, but I'm going to put the best people with him possible. 
The next thing we have Tuff and his date are having a beer. And I'm sorry. Did I tell you? Or did I, I know. Tell? Yes, you knew that this guy was going to be the an ongoing, like, suture for mm-hmm. Tuff. But do we have his name? Well, only from IMDb. They never say it in the episode. And it's Julian. So Julian asks about, like, Tuff's music. And he explains it's just a hobby. You know, and Tuff is kind of, like, in this... What am I doing with my life? I like music. Now I've been demoted to co-foreman with Val. And I'm getting back into the bullfighter stuff. And Julian tells him, hey, look, this is this is not a demotion. This is a reinstatement. And Tuff likes that idea, I guess. I don't know. I found this scene to be really weird. Only because I feel like these two have zero chemistry. Oh, in my opinion. I need, uh, they need to develop it more. I feel mm-hmm. like they're being very gentle with the Hallmark viewer on this yeah. storyline. Perhaps. Missy's in her room looking at Austin's buckles and memorabilia. Cash comes in and says there's a bull on the way to the ranch. And he knows she was behind it after her talk with Isabel. And he says, I'm willing to try this coaching thing if you are. And duh, Cash, she has been trying. <laughs> they say they need to set some ground rules. They don't actually talk about what those ground rules are, but they shake on these ground rules that they haven't discussed. And Missy gets a message and excuses herself. But Cash is about to leave and he spots the wooden box from earlier. And we have a flashback to the opening scene. And as Missy's walking away, we see Cash put that wooden box in his pocket. We see Austin and Cash catching up. Austin says, I'm going to propose. And Cash is kind of reserved about this. Again, this goes back to the whole theme of this episode. He says she can't be a rodeo queen if she gets married. And Austin says she can say no if she wants. Cash is pissed. He hops down from the truck, goes around to his glove compartment and pulls out the dancing horse box. And he empties out a necklace from the box. And he gives Austin the box and says, you have to use this to propose because she loves those dancing horses. And you'll recall, Missy said, Austin just knew me so well. Here's my question. Why can't she be Miss Rodeo Queen if she's married? She can't be Mrs. Rodeo Queen? Well, maybe, I don't know. Like, you can't be Miss America if you're married either. Oh, my God. I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are back in present day out of this memory and Missy uh, walks up to meet Gus at the ranch and he tells her how great she is and how she was awesome on the radio show and he asks her to go to coffee, but she declines. He says he's still interested in the ranch. But I can't wait forever for the ranch. There's lots of ranches around. <laughs> oh, he's like, yeah. He gives her an ultimatum. Ah, there's another ranch for me somewhere out there if you don't go have coffee with me. Now, he doesn't give her that ultimatum, but... Yeah, know. that's not what I think he's saying. I think he's like using ranch in lieu of lady. Oh, okay. Like, I think both are at stake here, but he's like, there's lots of ranches around quote-unquote ranches yeah there's a bunch of ladies around okay that's don't gross him out for me i kind of like gus i don't want to think that he's i think he's just saying like i get it that you're not ready but i'm not going to wait forever i'm not gonna pine for you i'm a hot commodity myself lady and he (laughs) is he's hot and loaded and brings pie and wine We're back at the bar. Tuff and Julian are still chatting and Tuff sees Val walk in and he gets up to greet her. But in comes sleazy pawn shop guy Tucker Clark and Tuff sees Valeria and Tucker having a conversation. But 
tough is clearly having an internal conflict because Valeria had said she did not actually know him. Okay, is there, there's got to be one bar in this town and Valeria is not, she just walks in like with this sketch dude thinking no one's going to see her. Yes, that's Hanging out with point. this guy that she's claimed she has, she doesn't know. And mm-hmm. then on top of it, the bar's not that big. I'm like, was Tuff wearing Kat's invisibility cloak here? Because <laughs> he's right out of, you know, eyesight staring at them play pool. Valeria doesn't see him. Excellent points. And that's the end of the episode. And scene. Do you see why here this is not bingeable? Like there's no, I mean, there's a little cliffhanger here because we want to know more about like Val and this sketchy neck tattoo guy, but not enough to watch another episode back to back. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because I think I like this show more than you do. I think you might be right about that. (laughs) I would say, I would not say it's not bingeable. I feel like a bingeable show takes one story and stretches it over 10 episodes, whereas an episodic drop takes 10 individual smaller stories, right? So I feel like in a bingeable show, you get less information in each episode sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, I think it comes down to the level of enjoyment you have for a show how bingeable it is. Okay, so let me let me let me explain. The first episode I liked. I thought there were a lot of problems, but I was gonna be because that was a pilot. Pilots are always different. Second episode, this show still does not have me yet. Like, so I will give it a third. Well, you're and gonna a four. Give it a 10. Oh, well, I'm gonna give it a ten because we're gonna watch all of them for this podcast, but no I don't guarantees have, we're coming back for ride season two. I don't saying. have to like every episode you or don't. the show. So. I didn't say you had to. <laughs> I'm not uh, suggesting anybody has to enjoy anything. And I have to admit, I'm having a really hard time. I cannot help but compare the way home to this show and how it made me feel and how I liked one more than the other. Yeah, because th- these are your first Hallmark series that you've watched other than a handful of episodes of Chesapeake Shores. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think The Way Home was special. I think so, too. Uh, talk about special. We laughed about... Who are you writing for? Who are we writing for this week? Oh. Last week's uh, choice was super easy, I think. But who do you? who is it this week? I'm torn between two people. I'm going to go Isabel. Why? Um, because... I and mean, I was torn between Isabel and Missy, but I'll explain my reasons for Isabel. I think she's fighting against what the family wants for what she knows might be best for the ranch. And she's making decisions that she knows might upset people, naming co-formants, bringing on an investor. She's pushing back against some of what Cash wants as a bull rider, but she's trying to do it all in what's best for the ranch and what's best for the family. And those are hard decisions to make. I am going to have to agree with that. Nice. I agree with that. Can I also point out our unnamed ranch hand from last episode? Not in this episode at all. Nope. And it kind of bugs me because we, it's not a very diverse cast. No, it is not. With the exception of Julian. Yeah, who's Greek. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) diversity is welcome. We do, I think they're like, well... We have a gay cowboy, and we're going to play it safe. Yeah. that Multiple things can be true, Hallmark. Yeah. 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 So let's just see how this plays out. Uh, 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 Yeah. 
Well, we will be back next week with a recap of Ride Episode 3, but also Wendy's getting a break that she perhaps needs, so come back and see how that's going to (laughs) work. Of course, yesterday we dropped our review of Love in the Maldives, so if you haven't listened to that, give that one a listen. I think our thoughts on that movie might surprise you. If you like our podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews, so please hop into the Apple Podcast app, tap those five stars, and let everybody know why you love Girls Gone Hallmark. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.